Doctors should always never see in the patient anything but a fellow creature in pain. Hello and welcome to episode 185 of Under the Cull of MS. A little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. Uh, getting this out kind of quick, last minute, because I have a doctor appointment later today, so figured I'd whip this out, but I didn't, I'm not, I'm doing it upstairs because the cat's sleeping on my feet, <laughs> so I'm just going with some stuff that I have up here instead of going what I had set up for my Thursday podcast, but uh, one comic that I was going to save for Crimson Cowl, I am going to do on here instead. I will just have to read something else for the weekend. But The Big Amoeba by Art Baltazar. This is a lot of fun. Uh, it's by the Oh Yeah Comics group. Well, actually, it's by Platinum Studios Comics that did this one. But the Oh Yeah Comics gang, Art Baltazar, Art and Franco. Uh, Franco didn't do anything in here other than make an appearance. Because <laughs> he got written, penciled, ink, colored, and cover art by Art Baltazar. And letters by Scott O'Brown. And edited by Dr. Luis Flamingo Jr. And book design by Nicolette Davenport. So it's. But this is fun. It was done in 2008 it's basically art and franco you get their characters in here they go to a comic con and see award they go to an award show and stuff and artie is just obsessed with getting an award he's bummed that they never win the award and so he designs his own type of awards uh, voting structure thing with flyers with him, his name in every category. I can't remember. It was like 33 categories or 30 categories. But uh, you sit there and he puts himself in every category and then just throws a bunch of other artists, pencilers, whatever, uh, writers and stuff into the categories. Just plans that he'll win every category. And then they make up the Dr. Louise Fleming character as their new editor-in-chief and the head of the uh, awards. Uh, the awards uh, <laughs> award show lineup, the head of the whole awards presentation thing. And then he's over a two-year period, they sit there and hit all the cons, and they find a couple people interested in setting them up and letting them do their award show at their con, and some things fall through, and they finally get set up with a con down the road. Uh, throughout this, you get to meet Rose Baltazar. Well, her name isn't Baltazar yet, but... If you know Art Baltazar at all, his wife's name is Rose. 
she is drawn in here, along with him and Franco. And a bunch of other variety of characters from the comic cons and stuff like that that they dealt with. And so they eventually find a comic con that can run their show. And out of the 30 awards, you get to find out how what happens with Art trying to win all of them himself. And you got one bully from previous awards that keeps popping up and keeps cutting on Art, cutting them down. Thinking Art's setting up a big scam and all that stuff, and he's going to expose Art for the fraud he is. And a little bit of synopsis they do have on the book for the Big Amoeba is, Feeling underappreciated, Art, a struggling cartoonist, decides to stage a bogus comic award show. The scam gets out of control when comic fans take the awards seriously. This is a lot of fun. I would hope that this actually happened in the beginning of All Yeah Comics, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt that Art and Franco did go through this, but it would have been fun to see, find out more about what, how much of this was actually related to Art Baltazar's real life. But yeah, it's this is a lot of fun. It's it's family friendly, as all the arts are. You could read this with any the family and stuff. But check that out if you like Art and Franco at all. And oh yeah, comics. I definitely recommend it. It's uh, I'd recommend any of their books. I've enjoyed everything I've read from them. And then the other thing, one that I'm going to talk about. The only other comic I have by me at the moment that I've actually read, <clears throat> excuse me, is The Littlest Zombie vs. The Littlest Vampire. Number one. But it's a one shot. But it still says number one. This was done by Entertainment Comics, APmanga.com. Uh... Basically, you got a little vampire, and she's got a little more attitude than she should. She's a little diva. This is done in black and white. Uh, it was done in 2010. I didn't read this part at all. Let's see if it has anything interesting for us. Uh, story and art is by Fred Perry. Edited by Doug Glynn and Joe White. This all started as a short story created for the anthology title A Very A Very Zombie Christmas. However, the darkly whimsical tale of a little zombie boy curiously exploring the humans around him before he eats them proved popular enough that there just had to be more. So far it's gone to appearances in both zombie Christmas issues and a very zombie summer plus two full issues of his own. And now this special. I didn't mind, of course. I really liked working on a little of zombie. My approach to zombies is a little like a world filled with incredibly hungry cats who have territories. 
play with their food and are about as bright as host table, host tabby. Eat and sleep are their major motivations, but the world is also filled with smart field mice who are armed to the teeth with little mousy machine guns, grenade launchers, and mouse-sized monster trucks. The cats don't always chase the mice around. Of course, sometimes they're just being cats, but a village of mice surrounded by swarms of hungry cats has huge problems. In this world, I focus on a lone hungry kitten who has to look out for his little self. Aw, how cute. It's sure not cute to the mice, though, especially when its claws are tangled in mice entrails. I'm a little mean to the characters in this story, but they make some pretty bad mistakes on their own. I feel sorry for them, but hey, it is a post-apocalyptic tale where the main character is a zombie. That's by Fred Perry. <clears throat> I Like he says, he's a little mean with the characters here. The littlest vampire, she's got a little too much attitude for her diva self. Uh, she, and she's just not happy that the world's changing after the post after the apocalyptic stuff and rations are getting limited as far as blood rations and stuff like that. But she decides to go out on her own and just go hunting some humans. And she comes across a bunch of zombies and a little zombie boy appears and her and the little zombie boy have some issues along the way and I can't really say too much beyond that because it's going to ruin it ruin it for you because this again was one of those deals where you have a nice beautiful book and you get two thirds the way through it and they stick some stupid preview for some book that has no relationship to what you're reading. This time it's Time Lincoln, Fist of Fuhrer, special preview. And it's like Abraham Lincoln, Benjamin Franklin, those type of characters getting together. Something with time travel and stuff like that. And Benjamin Franklin was kite and has some type of special device that he's charging with the electricity through his kite and all that. And it's just nothing I cared to see. So I didn't really get into it at all but i like the littlest zombie littlest vampire and with this being a one shot it ended in a point that totally could have kept going and that's just a real bummer because it was an enjoyable story to start with and they just never gave me an ending which i don't need a complete ending for a one shot you can leave it hanging so you can eventually make some story run off it or whatever, which just kind of like ends with that. But they could have gave you more story because it is the littlest zombie first the littlest vampire. And he talks in that uh, beginning uh, thing we read. He talks basically about the zombie, the littlest zombie character. But he doesn't talk much about the vampire character, yet this story is probably 90% the littlest vampire. So, but enjoyable either way. I just would have liked a little more, and now that I know he's got more with the zombie characters, I will 
look into that. I believe I did read that one, Zombie Christmas one. That's, uh, that name sounds familiar, so it might have been one from him. But, but yeah, we'll get back to you with some multiple sclerosis stuff right after this. Okay, let's get to some multiple sclerosis stuff. Fatigue is the most common and often most disabling symptom of MS because it's invisible. It may be poorly understood by those who don't have MS. Many people with standard fatigue, you can take a break, get a little re-energized, take a little nap, get a little re-energized, or whatever. But for many patients with MS, just getting through the day is like climbing a mountain. It's hard to explain. You can't see it. It's invisible. I uh, try to describe my head to toe and every cell in my body, beaten and bruised, tired, just wiped out. But I can't find a way to really explain. Ain't it decent enough to make people understand because everybody goes back to, oh, I understand. I got fatigue. I've been through it. I go through it every day. I go through it here and there with this and that. It's like, no, this isn't a here and there thing. This is every fucking moment, every minute, every second, every part of your day. It's like I, when I stand up, I just want to fall face first right on the ground. Just let the skin melt off my flesh and off my bones and be done. Just that's that's I just feel that tired that I just want to collapse and just kind of melt into the ground. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's like I said in the past, I've had um. The majority of my jobs were highly, uh, had high levels of requirement for lots of physical activity. And working for moving companies, being an overhead welder, build, building houses, remodeling houses, uh, concrete work, roofing, even driving semi and stuff, many hours up and down the mountains, chaining up the tires, all different temperature levels, dealing with the stress of trying to dump a 55-foot trailer off a 30-degree incline into someone's driveway on a hill on the side of a mountain without trying to slide off the edge of a cliff, uh, then sit there and unload the whole truck and then go and still do another small move later on in that day. I I can't even physically, I broke down the other day in tears, which mind you, this is not the person most people know me as. I grew up a whole different type of person. I would not break down for anything or show affection, show emotion, anything like that. But now it's all about that. And it's like, for some reason, my pseudo-bulber shit shit is just off the hook this year. 
everything that's sad is just hilarious to me. Everything that's hilarious is sad to me. I just, yeah, I was just trying to think of the last time I opened my eyes without pain. I sat up without pain. I was able to stand up without pain and just walk. I mean, just go and do something. Just decide to get up, hop in your car, go to the post office, go see somebody. Uh, stand up and walk to the doorway to let an animal in and out of the house. Uh, cook a meal at, for 300 people in the same amount of time that now I'm lucky if I can cook a meal for three people without having issues. Constantly got to have my chairs, my crutch, my uh, walk, walker, my cane, something around me to get me around the kitchen to do things. And the whole time, every muscle and cell in your body is just beaten and bruised feeling. And you just want to throw shit down and just give up. Uh, but I can't. I can't remember. It's been at least, yeah, it's got to be 8, 10, 15 years <laughs> since I had that I can remember an actual just get up and go. It's like, even if afternoon bored, why not just go have a drink somewhere, just go to a bar? It's like, it's just too painful to even. Getting processed to go out and do something. It's just, I don't understand how to explain it, but it's absolute and utter fucking pain 24 7 and tiredness 24 7. And as far as fatigue goes, I still, the best thing I, I like is say the saying where I, where if you go to work, live your life for three days straight, no sleep, you do not sleep during this at all. You go to work for three days, do your job, live your life for three days, and then on the fourth day, still no sleep, try to try to do all your normal shit. Try to do anything. You're going to be in absolute and utter sore, tired pain and fatigue, and you're just not going to want to be part of anything with it. But there are some things you can try to, to ease up your exhaustion and stuff like that. As many as a third of people with MS report disabling fatigue. While its mechanism isn't fully understood, changings, changes in brain chemistry particularly in levels of neurotransmitters such as serotonin and melatonin possibly contribute to it. In addition, the interconnectedness of pathways between higher cortical areas and th the thalamus, basal ganglia, and limb limbic system are altered in people experiencing fatigue. Fatigue also may be caused by damage to nerves that prevents them from transmitting electrical signals properly. In addition, uh, 
damage to the brain's white matter as seen on functional MRI scans correlates with fatigue. And another possible cause relates to immune changes, including low-grade systematic inflammation, which all of that people with multiple sclerosis are highly susceptible of. Uh, many of us deal with that. Two distinct concepts, fatigue and fatigability, are often confused with each other. Fatigue refers to a subjective feeling of weariness or exhaustion that's different from sleepiness and weakness. Fatigability reflects objective changes in performance over time, such as tiring while walking. And we got telemarketers calling right away. Ah. Yeah, let's answer it. See what they had to say. Hello, telemarketer. You live on the air? Yeah, Sharon, you should quit calling. You're just not really my banker. You're just a fake little telemarketer. But... All right. So where were we? Uh, fatigability reflects subjective changes in performance over time, such as tiring while walking, losing strength with repeated muscle contractions, or being less alert with repeated cognitive effort. Co-occurring conditions such as thyroid dysfunction, low vitamin D, or B12 levels, and anemia also can contribute to fatigue. Here is where I tried. I looked into getting a thyroid test done recently with my doctor, and I did that. And, of course, I keep up with my yearly blood test, so I keep an eye on my vitamin D and B12 levels and all that stuff, my iron and everything. But my thyroid, surprisingly, isn't off, which I thought for sure with the fatigue levels and listening to other people with thyroid problems, but nope. That isn't it. Isn't my problem. The same is true of depression, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Sleep disorders such as insomnia, sleep apnea, and restless leg syndrome also are factors that may lead to fatigue. Medications including beta interferons, benzodiazepines, peens, for anxiety and insomnia, and certain antidepressants can affect sleep. To counter any side effects, doctors may be able to substitute a different medication, change the time of day it's taken, or reduce the dosage. Because the causes of fatigue are so varied, it usually cannot be erased with one easy fix. By listening to and observing your fatigue, you can adjust your life and behavior to maximize your energy. The key is to do enough to alleviate fatigue, but not so much that you exasperate. Where that line falls varies from one person to the next, so, so it's important to find where it falls for you. These strategies may help. Assess your medications. Your doctor may alter your medications or even prescribe medications off-label to reduce fatigue. For example, modafinil, Provigil, 
or armadophanil, which is Nuvagil, which are medications for narcolepsy, can help with MS-related fatigue. Doctors may also prescribe stimulants such as amphetamine, or like Adderall, which I tried to get, but instead they wanted to shove Ritalin up my ass. But they wouldn't listen to what I had to say. So. But that neurologist is gone. <laughs> I'm on going on my third one since him. What should do so cautiously because of the potential for developing a tolerance to them. You can ease in the exercise. Try and find an exercise regimen that you can slowly work yourself into. Start with bed exercises if you need to. Then chair exercises. Work your way up. Uh, you can look into things like walking. Swimming is easier on the joints. Cycling, yoga, tai chi. Lots of things you can find for free on YouTube and stuff like that. Amazon. Practice mindfulness. You can do mindfulness meditation and stuff like that. Help you keep your mind intact. You can treat your sleep disorders. Try the CPAP and stuff. Which I'm doing, I'm still not seeing anything with fatigue levels in the CPAP. Even though now I do have, most nights I can get up to six, six hours on the machine, registered on the machine. On most good nights. But I'm still up and down and I don't see how that's going to help. And it's not doing nothing for my restless leg syndrome or anything like that, so... Use your time wisely, organize your day, take advantage of your most energetic windows to do things, be positive, positivity helps keep your mind and body in check, consider cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, talk therapy that helps people change their negative thoughts and feelings, eat well, go eat more of an anti-inflammatory diet, uh, stay cool, eat Heat's going to exasperate your issues. Tend to your mood. Fatigue can sometimes mask mood issues. So keep an, keep that in check. Work with an occupational therapist. See what they can do to help you out. And there's lots of things we can try, but most of them may not do jack shit. But we are going to try since I am looking at a about a four-week window before I finally get to talk to my new neurologist. I spent all day yesterday, well, most of the day yesterday, trying to find other neurologists that can help me. I talked to him, contacted Genetech and Ulcrevis about my infusion. They don't have nothing on record of what they found out or if they figured out who stole it or where it disappeared to. Uh, but they will not give me one now until I have another new neurologist that sends them another form. That's going to be probably another two, three months before I even get a medication in me. So this is going to be a really shit show for summertime, which really sucks because the heat is supposed to hit 90s this weekend, and that's just going to make all my issues worse. There's a very good chance I'm going to have a huge relapse or exasperation within the next couple months without anything in my system. So not looking forward to that. This could put me in a wheelchair or something for a while or into a bad setting, and I don't want that. So 
I am going to try and do this thing that I keep mentioning. I just am having problems buying out all the direct things. I don't want to be drinking some weird flush concoction that has the wrong ingredients in it or something. So I got to get all the research done. But fatigue and pain-wise, I just haven't been getting as much side stuff done that I wanted to. I got enough other shit going on. That's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Be good to everybody else. Let's end this talking to another telemarketer. We'll talk again soon. Hello, Jackass Telemarketer. Let us know what you want. You're on the air. You're on the air. You can speak now.